Hope everyone had a good weekend. This is Corbett's Corner on a Monday. Uh, we'll have an episode of Core Trades coming out uh, later today, too, as basically treading market, uh, treading water for me in the market today. I sensed uh, the overall market was down, uh, so there were a couple of buying opportunities I did take on a Monday. So I'll have my buys of the week and an update on my buys from Friday coming up on Core Trades. But, of course, we do sports talk here. Uh, let's see. Let's give you a little rundown. How about the Lake Tahoe disaster? We'll briefly touch on that. Uh, Rudy Giuliani continues to be in the news for the most utmost wrong reasons. We'll dive into the creepiness associated with him. Um, some hilarious Naomi Osaka sound as both winners, uh, both favorites, I sh- should say, went on to win the Australian Open. Djokovic, Osaka, uh, and Osaka had some funny sound for her uh, her opponent uh, after she defeated her in the final. Uh, how about Derek Lewis, one of the biggest, uh, the biggest, I think, upset in the last five years of the UFC? Uh, Curtis Blades was nearly a one to five favorite, and Derek Lewis KOs him in the early minutes of the second round after he lost. He right, he was losing at first round. Saw a lot of scorecard scorecards uh, favoring Curtis Blades ten to nine after round one. Of course, the big right uppercut. Uh, from Derek Lewis, the Black Beast gets Curtis Blades, and now Lewis looks to be contending possibly for a heavyweight title. And of course, the T Wolves finally uh, fire Ryan Saunders, but then they quickly in the shadows hire an assistant coach from Toronto. What's going on here? The mismanagement continues. So that's what's coming up here on Corbett's Corner uh, as we'll dive right into Lake Tahoe. So this was a disaster. Um, I know St. Louis did this, the Blues, the Winter Classic, and it was great. It was snowy. It was cold. This was a couple of years ago. They did it at Bush Stadium. It was awesome. I didn't go, but I had a lot of friends that went there, and they said it was absolutely incredible. So I'm all for the outdoor NHL games. Now, this is just funny because Lake Tahoe, right, the sun is just beating down on it all day, right? We're all kind of holding our breath about global warming, something we should be addressing now, but everyone's kind of not ready to fully address that it's here. They have to pause play for nine hours, okay, nine hours because the ice started melting because the sun is beating down on it at Lake Tahoe. They were complete. Gary Bettman is a disaster as a commissioner. The NHL was just completely unprepared for this. They ended up resuming play in the dead of night. Uh, nobody even, like, how pissed is NBC about this, right? They've got to be pissed. They thought they were going to have this great Lake Tahoe game. The views are going to be great. And all of a sudden, you end up waiting nine hours. What are the broadcasters thinking? The players are like, what the hell? You know, we're just sitting around here for an They basically wasted a game day. And then they end up finishing play at the dead of night, so you can't even see the beautiful Tahoe views. Uh, it was just an utter disaster. I'm not saying put to bed the uh, outdoor NHL games. Maybe just wait until the pandemic's over and don't be so stupid that you're doing it in a place where the ice is going to melt. I just thought that was funny how much of a disaster that was in the Lake Tahoe kind of NHL outdoor series. It's just been a nightmare for the NHL dealing with the pandemic, the enormous loss of money, and now they are laughed at enormously for trying to do something cool, but obviously doing it very dumb this past weekend. All right, so quickly, Rudy Giuliani is in the news again. Uh, the, like, this dude, I used to think, like, oh, he showed us all this strength for 9-11 when he was the mayor of New York. Uh, this dude's a creep. Those of you that watched the Borat sequel saw 
how much of a creep he was. And now the latest comments coming out regarding Michelle Wee. He's like talking on a podcast, I think, talking about the passing of Rush Limbaugh. You know, Giuliani is just casually throwing out there that they saw Michelle Wee's undergarments as she was bending over during like a charity pro-am they were playing together. I mean, can we just get get rid of these creepy old dudes? Just like go into a corner, just wither away. We're, we're done with you guys, right? You know, the, this is 2021. We're not here for misogyny. We're not here for creepy old dudes, you know, hitting on young women. Uh, just go to a corner. Uh, a retirement home, and just let us be. Let us progress the world while you guys, you know, uh, snicker over undergarments of women much younger than you. I mean, Giuliani's a total creep. If you didn't realize that uh, by now, this is just the latest domino in that. So very bizarre comments coming out. Michelle Wee had to come out and obviously be, like, disturbed. Like, why the hell is this guy talking about me in this way uh, 10 years later after the fact? So that made the headlines on ESPN uh, this past week, and I thought it was just another uh, blow to the Giuliani creepy uh, enigma that he basically is, uh, you know, showing off now. That where you see his true colors for what he is. Okay, um, let's get to some funny Naomi Osaka sound. So obviously, Djokovic cruises. Medvedev's a great player, um, but Djokovic absolutely annihilates him in straight sets. He is. Um, Kicking off 2021 with another Aussie Open title. Unbelievable. Osaka's coming for the crown. She's the face of tennis. I made the mistake of betting against her. I thought Serena was having a great tournament. I thought Serena was going to get her. Serena's up three games to nil, to love, I should say. And then it was all Osaka. And she showed just how dominant she is. She can send you all across the court. Controls the match from the get-go. Um, let's get to that sound now. Just So this is after Naomi Osaka. Um, wins the title, kind of post-match presser, and uh, she apparently didn't mean this, but this was uh, from the top rope from Naomi. Firstly, um, I want to come... Do you like to be called Jenny or Jennifer? Jenny. Okay. Firstly, I want to congratulate Jennifer. Um, we played in the semis of the U.S. Open. <laughs> I mean, that's just something out of a comedy special. Uh, okay, let's hear that again. Again, this is uh, Naomi Osaka asking if her opponent, Jennifer Brady, uh, prefers which way uh, she likes to be called by her name and then completely does the opposite. Firstly, um, I want to come. Do you like to be called Jenny or Jennifer? Jenny. Okay. Firstly, I want to congratulate Jennifer. Um, we played in the semis of the U.S. Open. I mean, what's up with the television sitcom audience laugh there uh, after Naomi pauses to try and be polite? Uh, listen to this again. She pauses to try and be polite, and then all of a sudden it's like something out of a Friends episode sound laughter soundtrack, uh, and then Naomi Osaka just annihilates her opponent once again after already beating her on the court. Firstly, um, I want to come... Do you like to be called Jenny or Jennifer? Jenny. Okay. Firstly, I want to congratulate Jennifer. Um, we played in the semis of the U.S. Open. Just so great. Just so great. Uh, there is tennis going on. There's like three kind of so the Grand Slams are worth a thousand points, so to speak, and how they kind of rank their system. Uh, there's like kind of three different 250 level tournaments going on. I mean, an opportunity for myself to make money, so I'll be plugged into that. But uh, non-tennis fans are basically kind of waiting until the next major our next big event, which I believe is going to be the Miami Open. 
in, uh, I believe, in March. Maybe I try and go to that. That should be interesting. That's a pretty cool event now that I'm into tennis a bit more. Okay, so Derek Lewis KOs Blades. I was on a, like a parlay with Blades and someone else, so it wasn't really a big loss for me, but... Um, he was minus 500 to, you know, roll right through Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis. Um, you know, and here's, what's interesting about this. So if you haven't seen the video blades, who is, uh, good on the ground, he's looking to take him down and he just gets clipped like flat out clipped and Derek Lewis, uh, knocks him unconscious. He's falling back to his face. Lewis jumps on him anyway and hits him twice again hard as he's unconscious. I mean, that's you go until the whistle until you're pulled off in the UFC. It's a fighting gladiator blood sport. So not you know, it, it's funny that Walt Disney is Disney is now putting their brand on the the blood flying everywhere. But I'm all for it. I'm a UFC fan. So Lewis already said he wants to. You know, you always got to call out someone at the end of your big win. Uh, he's waiting for Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou, which is going to be a great matchup. It's a title fight, I believe, coming up. Uh, if it's not March, maybe it's the month after. They always like to do their big UFC events uh, once per month. Of course, McGregor Poirier was the latest one, or most previous one. And uh, we've got a good, I believe, UFC event coming up in two weeks. Um, so the heavy heavyweights were duking it out here. Blades is saying that he'll take the winner of Stipe versus Ngannou. Uh, for the title, which I think he's deservedly, you know, willing to do so. He's deserved that title shot, but I just think he got a lucky clip there of Blades, right? Blades is winning the fight. He's about to take him down again to control the second round, and Derek Lewis, this is going to happen in the heavyweight division, loads up on an, you know, an uppercut and totally clips him right on the chin, and night-night, Blades was out. Uh, I would like, uh, so... Stipe's already beat Nganu. Let's say he wins again. Stipe versus Lewis is going to be interesting, but I take Stipe Miocic there. Again, I think this was Lewis being lucky, but again, credit where credit's due. That dude's got power behind his punches, and he just needs one to connect, and he's in the winner's circle raising his arm. Um, Stipe Miocic and Nganu, uh, in case you didn't know, they've already fought before. Stipe has taken that fight one to nothing so far. He had the incredible trilogy versus Daniel Cormier. That's been his last three fights, so it's going to be interesting to see him kind of fight Nganu again, who's been rising up the charts since his Miocic loss. Um, but the heavyweights are going to take center stage this weekend too, not the title fight. But uh, Cyril Gain or Gane, he's the uh, undefeated dude out of France. Um, he's going against Rosenstruck, so this is going to be a huge matchup as the heavyweight division is actually kind of showcasing, hey, their top 10 is legit. They're starting to build that roster out. Um, so I'm excited for another heavyweight battle taking the uh, headliner here this Saturday in the world of UFC. Again, the shocker, the biggest upset in the last five years of the UFC. Derek Lewis took down minus 500 favorite Curtis Blades with a stunning punch in the beginning of the second round by knockout. That was this past Saturday. Okay, let's wrap up with the news that was late last night. Another T-Wolves loss to the New York Knickerbockers. Former T-Wolves coach Tom Thibodeau giving it to him his former team, who also fired him. Um, Ryan Saunders is a terrible coach. He was the son of Flip Saunders, who coincidentally, and rest in peace, by the way, Flip Saunders, uh, who passed, I believe, a year and a half ago, maybe two years, but he was the only Timberwolves coach who coached a full season to have a winning record. Now, Flip Saunders was the most tenured Timberwolves coach. Remember, this is an expansion franchise, late 90s. Um, they have just been the most mismanaged franchise, I think, in sports. And here's the latest one. Ryan Saunders, who, first of all, they hire him as a multi-year deal after he took over for the fired Tom Thibodeau. 
total impulse like hiring uh and it showed because ryan saunders he was like 14 and 21 they say yeah this is the guy you know he 14 and 21 he can turn it around uh he ended up going 43 and 94 oh boy so he gets canned last night and in the in the middle of the darkness in the middle of the dark night they not only canned ryan saunders they already hired a new coach not an interim coach a brand new coach from another team, this dude Chris Finch. You think this is another impulse hire from the stupidity of ownership uh, that is the Minnesota Timberwolves? Uh, no, total, who is this guy, Chris Finch? Um, total impulse hire in the middle of the night. What and what was? It? So here's the mystery around this. When was he interviewing for this position? Was Ryan Saunders just a puppet? I mean, his coaching suggests that he was just a puppet, but was he just maneuvering the sidelines while ownership and management of the Timberwolves are in midseason interviewing behind his back for his replacement? Like, how did this guy get hired within an hour turnaround of firing your coach? Uh, and is this guy the savior? Uh, you know, don't Chris Finch hired in the middle of a Sunday night by the T-Wolves, one of the worst franchises in sports the last two decades? Uh, I think the mismanagement continues. I don't understand what's going on. Great, you fired Ryan Saunders, but question mark, what the hell did you do with this guy? You already gave him a multi-year contract, Chris Finch? Haven't we been down this road? You just fired the guy who had no experience. You just gave a multi-year contract after a little, little more than two years. Um, my God. You need to sell the team. I mean, the T-Wolves, the, the Kevin Garnett, he wants to purchase them. Kevin Garnett's been the only highlight of this entire franchise over the past decades. Uh, give it up. Uh, what is this, Glenn Taylor, I think his name is? I couldn't believe this. Yes, you fire Ryan Saunders, great. But in the middle of the night, you already hire his replacement from another team. That doesn't exactly happen. In fact, the only other time this is or most recently happened was 11, now 10 years ago, excuse me, 12 years ago, um, when the Grizzlies did it. How'd that work out? Chris Finch now taking over the worst team in sports, the Minnesota Timberwolves. But hey, congrats. Anthony Edwards can jump, right? You all saw that highlight. Uh, this team sucks. All right, that'll do it for Corbett's Corner here on a Monday. Again, Core Trades for you finance folk. Want to make a little coin in the stock market? That'll drop this afternoon. Uh, Dylan Corbett is what you search on Apple iTunes. So you can subscribe, rate, and review there. If you're a Spotify listener, appreciate you also. Uh, just hit follow after you search Dylan Corbett in there too. Website's going to be a lot more easy for you to kind of pick and choose your favorite podcast, navigate, keep up to date with all our stuff. We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, all that is ever-changing here and producing on the Dylan Corbett Podcast Network. So I appreciate talking sports with you here on a Monday, and Corbett's Corner will be back on a Wednesday as the sports week uh, goes about.